0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Cara Schallenberg. Beowulf. Translated by Francis Barton Gomer. Section 1. Lo, praise of the prowess of people-kings, of spear-armed Danes! In days long sped, we have heard, And what honour the athelings won. Oft skilled the skeffing From squadroned foes, from many a tribe, The mead bench tore, a-wing the earls. Since erst he lay friendless, a foundling, Fate repaid him, for he waxed under welkin, In wealth he throve, till before him The folk both far and near, Who house by the whale-path, heard his mandate, Gave him gifts, a good king he. To him an heir was afterward born, A son in his halls whom heaven sent To favour the folk, feeling their woe That erst they had lacked an earl for leader So long a while. The Lord endowed him with wielder of wonder, With world's renown. Famed was this Beowulf, Far flew the boast of him, "'son of skilled, in the Scandian lands. "'So becomes it a youth to quit him well with his father's friends, "'by fee and gift, that to aid him, aged, in after-days, "'come warriors willing, should war draw nigh, liegemen loyal. "'By lauded deeds shall an earl have honour in every clan. "'Forth he fared at the fated moment, sturdy, skilled, to the shelter of God, Then they bore him over the ocean's billow, loving clansmen, as late he charged them, while wielded words the winsome skilled, the leader beloved who long had ruled. In the roadstead rocked a ring-dight vessel, ice-flecked, outbound, Etheling's barge. There laid they down their darling lord on the breast of the boat, the breaker of rings, by the mast the mighty one. Many a treasure fetched from far was freighted with him. No ship have I known so nobly dight, With weapons of war and weeds of battle, With breastplate and blade. On his bosom lay a heaped hoard That hence should go far o'er the flood With him floating away. No less these loaded the lordly gifts, Thane's huge treasure, than those had done Who in former time forth had sent him Soul on the seas, a suckling child, High o'er his head they hoist the standard, A gold-wove banner, let billows take him, Gave him to ocean. Grave were their spirits, mournful their mood, No man is able to say in sooth, No son of the halls, no hero neath heaven, Who harboured that freight. Now Beowulf bode in the burg of the skildings, Leader beloved, and long he ruled, In fame with all folk, since his father had gone away from the world, till awoke an heir, haughty Helfdane, who held through life, sage and sturdy, the Skildings glad. Then, one after one, there awoke to him, to the chieftain of clansmen, children four, Heoragar, then Hrothgar, then Halga Brave, and I heard that blank was blank's queen, the Hertho Skilfing's helpmate dear To Rothgar was given such glory of war, such honour of combat, that all his kin obeyed him gladly, till great grew his band of youthful comrades. It came in his mind to bid his henchmen a hall up rear, a master mead house, mightier far than ever was seen by the sons of earth, and within it, then, to old and young, he would all a lot that the Lord had sent him. "'save only the land and the lives of his men. "'Wide, I heard, was the work commanded, "'for many a tribe this mid-earth round, "'to fashion the folkstead. "'It fell, as he ordered, in rapid achievement, "'that ready it stood there, of Halls the noblest. Heorot he named it, whose message had might in many a land. "'Not reckless of promise, the rings he dealt, "'treasure at banquet,' THERE TOWERED THE HALL, HIGH, GABLED WIDE, THE HOT SURGE WAITING OF FURIOUS FLAME. NOR FAR WAS THAT DAY WHEN FATHER AND SON-IN-LAW STOOD IN FEUD FOR WARFARE AND HATRED THAT WOKE AGAIN. WITH ENVY AND ANGER AN EVIL SPIRIT ENDURED THE DOLE IN HIS DARK ABODE, THAT HE HEARD EACH DAY THE DIN OF REVEL HIGH IN THE HALL, THERE HARPS RANG OUT, CLEAR SONG OF THE SINGER. HE SANG WHO KNEW, TALES OF THE EARLY TIME OF MAN, HOW THE ALMIGHTY MADE THE EARTH, FAIREST FIELDS ENFOLDED BY WATER, SET TRIUMPHANT SUN AND MOON FOR A LIGHT TO LIGHTEN THE LAND-DWELLERS, AND BRAIDED BRIGHT THE BREAST OF EARTH WITH LIMBS AND LEAVES, MADE LIFE FOR ALL OF MORTAL BEINGS THAT BREATHE AND MOVE. SO LIVED THE CLANSMEN IN CHEER AND REVEL A winsome LIFE, TILL ONE BEGAN TO FASHION EVILS, "'that field of hell. "'Grendel, this monster grim was called, "'march-reaver mighty, in moorland living, "'in fen and fastness. "'Fief of the giants, the hapless wight "'a while had kept since the creator his exile doomed. "'On kin of Cain was the killing avenged "'by sovereign god for slaughtered Abel. "'Ill fared his feud, and far was he driven "'for the slaughter's sake from sight of men.' Of Cain awoke all that woeful breed, Ettins and elves and evil spirits, as well as the giants that warred with God weary while, but their wage was paid them. Went he forth to find at fall of night that haughty house, and heed wherever the ringdanes out revelled, to rest had gone. Found within it the Atheling band, asleep after feasting, and fearless of sorrow of human hardship. Unhallowed white, grim and greedy, He grasped betimes, Wrathful, reckless from resting-places, Thrifty of the thanes, And thence he rushed fain of his fell spoil, Faring homeward, laden with slaughter, His lair to seek. Then at the dawning, as day was breaking, The might of Grendel to men was known. Then after Wassail was wail uplifted, Loud moan in the morn. The mighty chief, Atheling excellent, unblithe sat, laboured in woe for the loss of his thanes, when once had been traced the trail of the fiend, spirit accursed, too cruel that sorrow, too long, too loathsome. Not late the respite, with night returning, anew began ruthless murder, he recked no wit, firm in his guilt, of the feud and crime. They were easy to find who elsewhere sought in room remote their rest at night, bed in the bowers, when that bale was shown, was seen in sooth, with surest token, the hall thanes hate. Such held themselves far and fast, who the fiend outran, thus ruled unrighteous, and raged his fill, one against all, until empty stood that lordly building, and long it bode so. Twelve years tied the trouble he bore, sovereign of skilledings, sorrows in plenty, boundless cares. There came unhidden tidings true to the tribes of men in sorrowful songs. How ceaselessly Grendel harassed Hrothgar! What hate he bore him! What murder and massacre many a year, feud unfading! Refused consent to deal with any of Daneland's earls, Make pact of peace, or compound for gold. Still less did the wise men ween to get great fee For the feud from his fiendish hands but the evil one ambushed old and young, death-shadow dark, and dogged them still, lured or lurked in the live-long night of misty moorlands. Men may say not where the haunts of these hell-runes be. Such heaping of horrors the hater of men, lonely roamer, wrought unceasing, harassings heavy. Or Herot he lorded, gold-bright hall in gloomy nights, and ne'er could the prince approach his throne. "'twas judgment of God, or have joy in his hall. "'Sore was the sorrow to Skilding's friend, "'heart-rending misery. "'Many nobles sat assembled and searched out counsel "'how it were best for bold-hearted men "'against harassing terror to try their hand. Whilst they vowed in their heathen fanes "'altar-offerings, asked with words "'that the slayer of souls would succour give them "'for the pain of their people.' Their practice this, their heathen hope, "'Twas hell they thought of in mood of their mind. Almighty they knew not, Doomsman of deeds and dreadful lord, Nor heaven's helmet heeded they ever, Wielder of wonder! Woe for that man who in harm and hatred Hails his soul to fiery embraces! Nor favour nor change awaits he ever, But well for him that after death-day May draw to his lord, And friendship find in the father's arms! thus seethed unceasing the son of helfdane with the woe of these days not wisest men assuaged his sorrow too sore the anguish loathly and long that lay on his folk most baneful of burdens and bales of the night this heard in his home hegelach's thane great among geats of grendel's doings he was the mightiest man of valour in that same day of this our life stalwart and stately a stout wave-walker He bade make ready. Yon battle king, said he, far o'er the swan road he fain would seek the noble monarch who needed men. The prince's journey by prudent folk was little blamed, though they loved him dear. They whetted the hero and hailed good omens. And now the bold one from bands of geats comrades chose, the keenest of warriors e'er he could find. With fourteen men the sea wood he sought, and, sailor proved, LED THEM ON TO THE LAND'S CONFINES. TIME HAD NOW FLOWN, AFLOAT WAS THE SHIP, BOAT UNDER BLUFF. ON BOARD THEY CLIMBED, WARRIORS READY, WAVES WERE churning, SEA WITH SAND. THE SAILORS BORE ON THE BREAST OF THE BARK THEIR BRIGHT ARRAY, THEIR MAIL AND WEAPONS. THE MEN PUSHED OFF ON ITS WILLING WAY THE WELL-BRACED CRAFT then moved o'er the waters by might of the wind that bark like a bird with breast of foam, till in season dew, on the second day, the curved prow such course had run that sailors now could see the land, sea-cliffs shining, steep high hills, headlands broad. Their haven was found, their journey ended. Up then quickly the waders' clansmen climbed ashore, anchored their sea-wood, with armour clashing and gear of battle. God they thanked for passing in peace o'er the paths of the sea now saw from the cliff a skilding clansman, a warden that watched the waterside, how they bore o'er the gangway glittering shields, war-gear in readiness, wonder seized him to know what manner of men they were, straight to the strand, his steed he rode, Hrothgar's henchman, with hand of might, he shook his spear and spake in parley. Who are ye then, ye armed men, mailed folk, that yon mighty vessel have urged thus over the ocean ways, here o'er the waters? A warden, I, sentinel set o'er the sea-march here, lest any foe to the folk of Danes with harrying fleet should harm the land. No aliens ever at ease thus bore them, linden-wielders, yet word of leave clearly ye lack from clansmen here, my folk's agreement.' "'A greater ne'er saw I of warriors in world "'than is one of you, yon hero in harness. "'No henchman he worthied by weapons, "'if witness his features, his peerless presence. "'I pray you, though, tell your folk and home, "'lest hence ye fare, suspect to wander your way "'as spies in Danish land. "'Now dwellers afar, ocean travellers, "'take from me simple advice.' The sooner the better I hear of the country whence ye came. To him the stateliest spake in answer, The warrior's leader his word hoard unlocked. We are by kin of the clan of Geats, And Hagelach's own hearth-fellows we. To folk afar was my father known, Noble Atheling, Ekthau named. Full of winters he fared away aged from earth. He is honoured still, through width of the world by wise men all. To thy lord and liege in loyal mood we hasten hither, to Halfdane's son, people-protector, be pleased to advise us. To that mighty one come we on mickle errand. to the lord of the Danes, nor deem I right that ought be hidden, we hear, thou knowest if sooth it is, the saying of men that amid the skildings a scathing monster, Dark ill-doer in dusky nights, shows terrific his rage unmatched, hatred and murder. To Hrothgar I in greatness of soul would succour bring, so the wise and brave may worst his foes. If ever the end of ills is fated of cruel contest, if cure shall follow, and the boiling care-waves cooler grow, Else ever afterward anguish days He shall suffer in sorrow While stands in place High on its hill That house unpeered. Astride his steed, The strand ward answered, Clansman unquailing. The keen-souled Thane Must be skilled to sever And sunder duly words and works, If he well intends. I gather this band Is graciously bent To the skilding's master. March, then, Bearing weapons and weeds The way I show you. I will bid my men your boat, meanwhile, to guard, for fear lest foemen come, your new tarred ship, by shore of ocean, faithfully watching, till once again it waft o'er the waters these well-loved thanes, winding-necked wood, to waders' bounds, heroes such as the Hest of Fate shall succour and save from the shock of war. They bent them to march. The boat lay still, fettered by cable and fast at anchor, broad-bosomed ship. Then shone the boars over the cheek-guard, chased with gold, keen and gleaming, Guard it kept o'er the man of war, As marched along heroes in haste, Till the hall they saw, Broad of gable and bright with gold, That was the fairest, mid-folk of earth, Of houses neath heaven, where Hrothgar lived, And the gleam of it lightened o'er lands afar. The sturdy shieldsmen showed that bright burg of the boldest, Bade them go straightway hither, his steed then turned, hardy hero, and hailed them thus. "'Tis time that I fare from you. Father Almighty, in grace and mercy, guard you well, safe in your seekings. Seaward I go, gainst hostile warriors, hold my watch.'" End of section 1 Read by Cara Schallenberg, www.kray.org On September twenty fifth, 2006 in Oceanside, California.